0: Podcast hosting for the Run With It podcast is provided by Transistor.fm.
1: Welcome to Run With It, the show that brings you untapped business ideas from successful entrepreneurs. My name is Chris Justin, and I'm here with Ethan Jenny. Ethan, how are you doing today? I'm doing good today, man. I'm all in on Bitcoin. I'm going down with the ship. <laughs> I don't, is Bitcoin at like 40,000 today? It went
0: up to like fifty-eight uh, last week, and then it went down to like forty-five last night. So uh, it's doing what it does. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, today we're going to talk. We're talk to Josh Howarth. Yeah, he is the founder of Exploding Topics and Analytics Service. That surfaces rapidly growing topics before they take off, basically Google Trends on steroids. He's got an idea to create a tool for content marketers that transforms uh, their YouTube, Twitter posts into email newsletters. So, uh, Josh, tell us what's the uh, story behind this one?
2: So the the idea, uh, the story behind it is, well, I kind of it was kind of a natural evolution just from my usage of another product, which is kind of the the idea but flipped. I've been using this product called Mailbro, which is, it's an awesome product, but it's aimed at consumers. Uh, And what it does is basically it creates email digests out of like Twitter and product hunt, Reddit, any kind of social feed. It'll, you can create customized email digests based on that. So whereas before I'd be like trawling, like Reddit for hours, trying to find some gold on the entrepreneur subreddit. Or like scrolling twitter and constantly refreshing looking for like, like nugget of a tweet but most of it's just rubbish right and so you just end up spending like hours on it it's so addictive just waste of time but mail brew like i've set up a brew with all, all the people i follow on twitter that i actually want to hear like paul graham people like that so every monday i'll get an email with all the the top tweets from a set of like five people
0: I'm not familiar with using mailbrew do they charge you a fee or is it a free service and you upgraded for something else
2: eight dollars a month so it's really cheap because it's like aimed at like the consumer so the value to me is just like saving me time
0: so this idea that you're thinking of would you you would curate, uh, you would curate it out of other people's content, or it would be for individuals. who have content; they've put some Twitter things, some YouTube things, whatever, and then that goes into email newsletters that they send out to their followers.
2: The idea I have is to kind of turn it on its head, because I saw somebody on Twitter I follow tweeting out, "Hey guys," to his followers. It's this guy called Daniel Versalo, but he he was trying to get he tweeted out to get his followers on Mailbrew. And I kind of saw that and I was like, this is crazy. This guy's tweeting out his followers to sign up to this paid app just so that they can like subscribe to his tweets so that they don't miss his tweets so that he can promote more effectively through Twitter. Whereas like just his followers, like unless they have like notifications set up, his followers won't see most of his tweets. And so like he doesn't really own his audience on Twitter. But it just struck me that Somebody should be offering MailBrew, but for the content creator, for the B two B instead of B two
0: C. By the way, isn't it isn't it strange that our cult, like our culture has turned to we talk about tweeting around? I mean, is this just, just a strange thing? If you asked me like twenty years ago that the president would be tweeting to people or like, that would be a big deal, it would be very, very controversial. Man, it's so crazy how much the world has changed. Anyways, uh, Chris, what are you talking about?
1: I was going to try and um, take a different angle on this or, or restate it. I should say, basically it's adding a layer that allows you to manage all of your platforms and more closely own the relationship that you have with your subscribers via Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Cause right now, if someone wants to see your YouTube videos, you have to compete with all the other YouTube videos out there and all the noise and As you described with mail brew, it would take you much longer to find the gold as opposed to, uh, you know, getting that condensed. So it's an interesting idea.
0: I'm thinking about how do we actually make it happen? It sounds like a little bit complicated, or is it just around the the two, like Twitter, YouTube? Is it around
1: everything? Does it employ AI or? I think you can start probably just with one channel. If you wanted to start just with Twitter, that would be incredibly valuable in itself, and you can expand beyond that. I don't know what exactly would be involved in terms of the API integration. Josh, do you know whether uh, that setup is possible?
2: Twitter being Twitter, they're pretty liberal with like resources and accessibility. And yeah, I think I'd focus on either Twitter or YouTube. I would like start with something simple. So allow content creators to sign up, provide link up with their Twitter. And then as soon as they do that, all of their tweets and their content goes into email digests. And then you also provide them a link for people to subscribe. So maybe they put that in their Twitter bio, or maybe they tweet, tweet that link, and then people can go to that page on, on, your, on the tool and then subscribe to the, the digest list.
1: Yeah, let's talk about some of the um, alternatives that exist right now. And I don't see a specific alternative that directly does what you're describing, but the alternatives that come to mind are just setting notifications on Twitter for a specific user. Let's say you wanted to make sure that you saw everything from Paul Graham, you could get a notification every time he tweets. That solves the problem of making sure you don't miss anything. It does not solve the problem of uh, eliminating all the other noise out there at the craft that uh, sucks you in and, and wastes your time. So that's one thing. On YouTube, another thing that came to mind is just the subscribe button. Don't If you subscribe to someone's YouTube channel, don't you automatically get a notification anytime they publish a video?
2: I think it's if you click the, the bell button as well. So you have to subscribe and click like the notification bell button to get the alert. Whereas if you just subscribe, then I think it's like Twitter. Then they're going to show up in your feed, but not necessarily get the alert. But well, most people don't do that. And also there's all this other noise baked into the, the platform.
1: Well, the other example, a lot of users are doing this themselves. I, I think about Tim Ferriss, right? He has his uh, five bullet Friday. And when he sends emails, oftentimes he aggregates his own blog posts. So they're pulling in, they're manually creating emails out of their own content. He's not the only user that does that. But to me, that is some validation of, hey, if you're spending all this time creating this content, package it up and deliver it in your most valuable channel, which for Uh pretty much every entrepreneur is email. Let's talk about the actual implementation here. What's the bare bones starting point? This sounds like a bootstrapped idea. It doesn't sound like one that's going to be venture funded. You're going to raise a ton of money. You probably don't need to do that for this sort of idea. It's also one that you're going to iterate, get feedback directly from, the uh, content creators to make sure you're building exactly what you're lo- what they're looking for.
2: A Mailchimp like plugin or add-on could be perfect, like because then they're taking like responsibility of sending the emails and they, they have a good sender reputation because they send so many people's emails. Um, whereas, like building it from scratch, that's that's going to be the tough part.
1: I'm wondering whether which of these platforms already allow you to just embed your social media posts, because that seems like it gets a lot of the way there. And I'm really trying to tease out the value of this solution. And if there isn't a lot of value in what we just described, maybe we need to think about some new features to add into it. But I'm looking, MailerLite is a platform that uh, has been recommended to me often, and it allows you to embed social media into your email content already. Do you think these existing, do we think that these existing tools aren't going far enough or they're not making it easy enough? What's the, you know, the distinction between the value that we would be providing and, and what exists out there?
2: That sounds pretty cool with uh, MailerLite mail and light embedding tweets. I think uh the extension, the added value is to do it all on an automated basis. So like the content creator tweeting away just has to sign up and then set the initial preferences and then from that stage the email subscribers that they get through your tool are going to then like automatically get their top tweets for the week
0: thinking i'm thinking of an interesting modification on all this and that is i know that there's people who are you know youtube famous twitter celebrities all these different things and they're just good at like being cool or whatever and a lot of people are following them and they they're like, I know I should be able to make money off of this, but I'm not, you know, they, mm-hmm. you have five and they're so they're excited. People think they're rich because they have 500,000, a million, 10 million followers, whatever, but they're broke, you know? So I think it could be interesting if you could integrate this email marketing suite for them so that they can take their tweets, which are really good at doing put them into email and then also like kind of coach them in like, and now here's where you have a little call to action about a product, you know, you you could maybe create some templates. I think that's an interesting value add here. And something that people would be worth paying for out of that frustration that they're so popular, but they thought that that would make them rich. And it's not yet, you know?
2: Yeah, that, that sounds pretty cool. Whether it's teaching them to promote and sell products and even recommending products that they could and maybe partnering with product categories and types and allowing them like automatically um, like say the fashion influencer, but they don't have any brand deals. Maybe you have like partnerships with fashion brands that like a plug and play. And so then you can tag on their emails with their latest tweet or U- YouTube video.
0: That's pretty hip actually, you know, with podcasting, even they've got this sort of interchangeable ads, right? You can sign up for these platforms and the platforms will insert ads dynamically. You know, you don't know exactly what it is, but they'll put it in where you, where you have an ad insertion. And so I don't think people are doing that much with email marketing, right? Where it's like you send out your emails, but then like the marketing is done via insertion uh, by a third party who, you know, has some expertise at that. that. That could be quite powerful.
1: I'm guessing that's the way the world is going to go as AI advances. Right now, it feels a little clunky to do that. It it feels uh, inauthentic. People can add value by doing some of that curation and and not have it all be auto-generated. So as Josh is describing this idea of, of aggregating your content into an email feed, I'm still picturing that someone would have to go in and massage it. It's not going to be completely automated. I say that, but... For the Run With It podcast, our Thursday emails that go out, spoiler alert, they are automatically generated from our RSS. (laughs) So it's not like they're super unique, but it's also uh, not very sophisticated, just uses our show notes. I think that we could probably be doing a better job if we spent even five or 10 minutes curating what goes out in there. It's a little clunky. So I'm looking at some of the other competitors or alternatives, I should say, out there. I I search for aggregate social media posts into email. And the uh, Google ads that come up for this are from the social board and stackla.com. And I don't think that either of them are exactly what we're trying to do. Maybe the social board is closest to what we're describing, where you can create a personalized feed that aggregates all of these different platforms for yourself onto your own onto your own site. That doesn't work as well as packaging it up and delivering it via email. So yeah, I guess I'm just really trying to uh, get at these alternatives, but I think it, it could in- help inform the pricing here for us. And they're charging uh, $16 per month for the pro version. I think the number that you had put out there for this is is $50 per month. So let's talk about money a little bit here. Mm-hmm. What do we think that the potential size for this business is?
2: I'd just be throwing random numbers out there. I really don't know. But I know there's some big, big companies. That's what we do
1: out here, man. Let's, come on, throw some random numbers. <laughs> 10, 12, 87.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but for social media scheduling, I and mean, that's like a multimillion dollar a year business. But this is kind of that flipped, right? You're not scheduling social media. You're automating your social media to go to, to email. But it's the same kind of
0: I think the point here is that people are, they're frustrated with social media. There's a big promise that, that you're going to get rich and famous or popular or whatever, and they'll pay anything if they're not that popular and rich and famous yet. You know, so I feel like it's a good point that you have a multimillion dollar business that's scheduling social media posts. And that wouldn't be surprising if you could create a multimillion dollar business that's around, you know, aggregating content and turning it into emails.
1: I also think it's going to become more common for content producers to realize how much value there is in uh, keeping people off those platforms, even though they're using them often. Uh, once you demonstrate this with a few folks and you could say, hey, look how much more engaged people who got your emails were compared to uh, people who just saw your content on on Twitter. Maybe if you can track that all the way through and, and see the lifetime value of those segments, then you can get some case studies relatively quickly. And 50 bucks a month is cheap, I imagine, for the, the return that someone would get.
0: Yeah, I think that is, that is really one of the most powerful parts about this idea is that email marketing is so much stronger, so much easier to track, so much, so much more personal, you know, to build that relationship with people. And to take people that are on these social media platforms, which again, it might be functional for them, but it's sort of a, it's personal, but a little bit impersonal in a way. It's not that thing that you subscribe to that just comes to your email box where right? I can sort of whisper in your ear, you know, say what we want to say between you and me in your
1: email inbox. That that is really powerful. Let's talk some action steps here. One that comes to mind for me is reach out to content creators who are pushing people toward MailBrew right? It's an imperfect solution. You know that they have the pain. And if Daniel, I forget the last name of the person that you had mentioned earlier. Vasello, he's our first customer.
2: Uh-huh. And just like talk to him, like, what would you like it to look like? Like, just let him tell you what it should be and get him to pay you. And if he pays you for it, then you know, you're, you're onto something.
1: I'm not a developer, but I want to, I'm going to take a, a ballpark guess at how long I think it would take to build something like this. It seems like it could be a weekend project to me. Or am I completely naive in thinking <laughs> that?
2: Uh, it's not a weekend project. Uh,
1: <laughs> three weeks,
0: six months. You could make a Twitter MailChimp integration. Somebody could get that done in a month
2: or something. Yeah. But if, it, if you're building an ESP, then you're starting to talk months and months. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm not talking ESP. I'm talking about an integration that pulls your social media and easily allows you to to drive subscribers. I'm picturing the ability to get subscribers across different channels to subscribe to your email list, get all that content in one place, and with the potential benefit of someone who follows you actively on YouTube, also being exposed to your cross-pollinating with your Twitter content and vice versa. So to me, that's the, the key deliverable and exactly the different components that Need to be pulled in to do that are up in the air. But yeah, I I guess I'm curious what kind of scale to achieve something like that is that I'll throw out another three weeks to do that.
2: I'd probably say a little bit longer because it's both YouTube and Twitter. I'd probably just focus on one of them, like Twitter, maybe, and get that down as the absolute MVP because then you've just got one format of things to aggregate into email digests, aka tweets, and you're only getting your head around the Twitter API. And then you can reach out to, to Twitter content creators who are kind of potentially a different breed to YouTube creators. I might even stick with like that channel the whole way and and not branch out to, to the other one like till later and just f- focus. I mean, there is the cross-pollinating, like you said, and amplifying each other is a re- like a great benefit, but I think it's going to complicate things.
0: Chris, from, uh, from a perspective of SEO, do you have an opinion of like, could you do some SEO research to find out whether people are searching for integrating their Twitter with email or monetizing their Twitter followers or, you know, expanding their reach? Do you think people are going to be searching about this?
1: Yeah, definitely monetizing your Twitter reach is, is going to be a highly trafficked term. I haven't done the, the keyword research for that, but you, you could do that yeah, that'd be another way to, to validate this. One other example that comes to mind for me, I want again, I'm going to reiterate this. I think this is a brilliant idea. I think that this is going to happen within the next five years for sure. It's just a matter of who's going to do it. I think about Nathan Lacka, I just listened to one of his podcast episodes, which he has become decidedly uh, less like a jerk. I'll say. <laughs> <It's just> oh, <annoying. laughs> nice. Yeah. He's much less annoying. <laughs> so Nathan, sorry for bad math that you are on the podcast in the past. He, it happens uh,
0: when you get older. You 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 realize you can't you just can't be a dick. He's
1: dialed it down <laughs> quite a bit. But anyway, he um we haven't talked about this in the podcast space, but he is trying to own his distribution channel in podcasting. He is directing people to a private RSS feed, going to his website, sign up, get the private feed. It it comes without ads. So yeah, people are looking at different creative ways to to control their distribution channels across all these platforms. So Yeah. I think you're spot on. We're coming up, we are coming up on time here, Josh. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Where can people go to learn more about what you're working on?
2: So yeah, I'm, I'm the co-founder of Exploding Topics with Brian Dean. He's the other co-founder and it's basically, well, if, if you want a huge fan of like this half-baked idea I came on with today, then you can go there to find more, more ideas because like Exploding Topics, uh, it detects new trends before they, they take off. So like it's perfect for entrepreneurs or investors to find new ideas and new startups to build or, or to invest in. Uh and you'll just be hit with like a ton of ton of ideas across all different like categories like SaaS, D 2 C consumer products, like everything, food, all, all kinds of stuff, finance. Uh so so yeah.
0: Did you guys catch the uh, GameStop uh wave before it hit? Did you?
1: <laughs> You're like you a greedy capitalist these days, huh? You're old age. <laughs> we, try, we try and
2: avoid those just like crazy, like news related, pressy spikes. Ah. Say, so like, there's a game release or like a new Apple iPhone announcement, political news. We try and avoid those. We're looking for like these strong breakout trends, like that target audience, like entrepreneurs, VCs, that kind of person. It's,
0: I bet, yeah, it's really fascinating to go and just, you can, you can change the, the time frame and, you know, what's, what's trending over the past year, past month, whatever. I'm always finding something that I, I haven't heard of, but then when I go look it up, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a thing, you know, it's, it's very interesting.
2: Yeah. So like we, we, we spotted the NFT craze that's happening now, like uh, non-fungible tokens and like all the crypto collectibles taking off right now on like platforms. I'm going like to have
0: it. an NFT soon, by the way. This is the first public announcement. Oh, really? Your own NFT. <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly what it's going to be yet, but but I'm I'm working on it.
2: If you're on explain Objects, you would have been had it built like nine months ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, actually, I've been it, it, this this has been around since before NFTs, before, way before this, this. It started initiated a long time ago, back in like 2015, 2016. I'm sure there were NFTs around, but but yeah, I'm going to try to connect this to anyways. It's too much information to share right
1: now. A listener will have to tune in later, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Josh Howard. thank you very much. Thanks. It's been a pleasure.
2: Thanks for having me on, guys. It's
1: been fun.
0: The podcast hosting for the Run With It podcast is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to transistor.fm slash run, that's R-U-N, and get 15% off your first year.